Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the weekend is officially here. If you're hearing my voice right now, especially for those of us listening to us on a Friday, late morning, early afternoon hours, if you're at work, Call off Mental Health Day, start your weekend now, and rock with us for the next 60 minutes because this is the Sporting Tribune today. As always, so humbly happy to be hosting this program for you. I go by the name of Adrian Hernandez, and last week was a very football-heavy show because the fall is here. The NFL season, we wrap up the first month of the season, believe it or not, this weekend, and it was just pure insanity for the college football world. I mean, huge game after huge game, teams only sending 10 players on the field multiple times in the biggest plays of their season. Shout out to Notre Dame and go Buckeyes. And of course, Oregon and Colorado and all the hoopla. Um, Old people getting called out. Lou Holtz, if I see you in the streets, we're going to have a problem. Shout out to Ryan Day. We're a tough team, and I love those guys. I thought that was legendary, but we'll get into into that later, maybe. We'll see, man, because it was a very football-heavy show. We were so glad to be joined by the one and only Marty Smith from ESPN as he talked about his new book, Sideline CEO, which if you didn't catch... Be sure to check out on our YouTube at The Sporting Trib. We'll get to the plugs here in a second. But that was last week, a huge football weekend last week, and that continues this week. Matter of fact, two of the teams we cover here at The Sporting Tribune going up against each other, the Raiders versus Chargers. Both pretty disappointing, but at least one actually won a game against Minnesota, although they tried to give it back at the end. They tried, they tried, and then the Raiders... We don't know what the hell the Raiders were doing, but it's a big football week, as always, as we head into week four of the NFL season, but it is also a combat sports, big fight feel weekend here in the fighting capital of the world, talking about Las Vegas, Nevada, this weekend, this Saturday night, Showtime pay-per-view, it'll be Canelo Alvarez taking on Jermel Charlo, Jermel with an opportunity to announce himself to the world outside of the boxing ecosystem with a massive win he could plug himself into the top of power rankings and into the minds of the general public if he takes down Canelo Alvarez a tough task as he goes up two weight classes to make this fight but we're going to get into all of that and we not only have a huge boxing weekend for all my wrestling fans which you know 
We talk to wrestlers here on the Sporting Tribune today from time to time. Uh, it's a huge weekend. AEW this Sunday in Seattle, Washington. The first ever Wrestle Dream pay-per-view will be happening for AEW. And then also Saturday night will be WWE NXT's No Mercy. So here's the blueprint for this weekend because we need to get you ready for all these great events. In a matter of moments, we will be speaking with a man who will be going after the NXT World Championship as Ilya Dragunov, a.k.a. the Mad Dragon, will be in the building. We'll check in with him before he takes on Carmelo Hayes. And then we speak with CEO of Mayweather Promotions, Leonard Ellerby, to talk about this huge fight, talk about when and how we are going to have a boxing pay-per-view event emanating from Allegiant Stadium. I would love to see it happen, but it's going to take one hell of a fight, super fight, to make it happen. But we'll discuss that with Leonard Ellerby and also our very own Fernando Ramirez. You heard him earlier this week with Arash Markazi and the whole gang as we check in with the Chargers to see what's going on with them. JC Jackson drama, Mike Williams out for the season, Brandon Staley. Is that man going to get fired or not? So we're going to get into all of that. And I should say... Not only will we have full coverage for that Rams and Chargers games from both sides with our Las Vegas and Los Angeles teams and, of course, the Rams. Don't forget about USC versus Colorado. We will have that fully covered and we will have pre, post and current Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo coverage on the Sporting Tribune. I am currently going to be, when you're listening to this, at Radio Row talking to a plethora of guests getting ready for this fight. But also, our very own Steve Carp will be at the fight. I'll be at the fight. Our Alan Dawson, new to the team, he'll be at the fight. And Alan and Steve already have great pieces of work to get you ready for this fight on the SportingTribune.com. So check them out. But now... Now we got to talk about the good grabs, man. WWE, PLE, No Mercy, Ilya Dragunov versus Carmelo Hayes should be a classic in the main event for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. And right now, let's talk to Ilya Dragunov here on the Sporting Tribune today. Well, let's get straight to it, man, because when it comes to you um, and, and you in the ring, I think that the words that people uh, immediately go to are intense and passion and focus. And I think that's why so many people enjoy what you do. But I need to know, like outside of the ring, is there anything that comes close that kind of hits that passion? Like, are you a huge soccer fan? Is there a show that you can't miss and know too much about? Like, what is it? I got to be honest. I mean, like... Uh... Everything I'm really interested in is always job related. Like, because I, I, I like, like, look at me in the ring. Like, look at all my performances, how this can't be my life, right? I mean, like, I'm such an unbalanced person. I push everything I do to, to like, mainstream. Like, if I do something, either I don't do it at all and I keep it somewhere else, or I need to do it, like, as, with as much passion and as much drive as possible. And this is like, I like martial arts, for example. I like, I like for if I watch shows. I'm a huge anime fan. But this is also everything. All of these things are flowing into my job because you can see that. Is I, I this is, I just everything I do is an inspiration for me to just put even more of my true core into my performances. To put the entire reality is just take those people on a on a ride and don't let them go. 
That is true. And I mean, I feel the same way. I wanted to do radio and be on TV since I was a little kid. And every time I see something, you know, I try to like bring it into my job and into my career. So I appreciate that. And like, look, wrestling's unique, right? Because there's so many different pockets that you could approach the business. Um, and like I just told you, I think that so many people relate to you and enjoy you because of that passion and that intensity, because that's how much they love the sport too. But it's also fascinating because it's not something, or at least I think that for you, you're like, oh, my match is in an hour. Let me tone it down and really get focused. Like, no, this is this is an everyday thing, 24 hours, 365, and that's how you approach stuff. Um, I got to ask you with that, where does it come from? Does it come from your parents? Does it just come for the love of the sport? Like, what do you attribute the most to some of those aspects of you? I think it's, I think it's something that just... Uh, I felt all the time since I am in this in this business. I felt every time I I've been doing this, I felt like I can really express myself in this. And I think if somebody does something where he feels like he can be a part of his own self, this is something you stick to. Like this is something you you not only stick to. This is something that you want to become your living like your existence that's the reason why i don't need like a lot of hobbies next to this thing because my mind is there all the time and it, this is the reason why it's also not hard for me like of course physically hard it's just mentally hard a lot of times you you're gonna sacrifice a lot of things you're gonna miss a lot of days probably also with family there's a lot of things that, 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 that this job takes but i truly feel I can be myself without even forcing myself to be myself. And I can really deliver so much passion because I just feel so much passion before I go to the first. It doesn't make sense. Was there a turning point? Like, I, I think I, I just said it, how I've always wanted to do this. Wanted to talk on a microphone since I was eight years old. So it's all I knew. It wasn't like I went to school one day and saw someone like, whoa, no, it's like, no, this is what I've wanted to do. And not everybody's like that for you. Is it kind of the same thing or was there a turning point where you're like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And this is, I'm not going to try this. I'm going to make this happen. The funny thing is, is that, that uh, this didn't, didn't come for me from a young age. So I kind of like get, got to know it like per accident. I just turned on the TV and just saw like, uh, like a match that really captivated me. And I just enjoyed how it looked and everything. So like really, like, like probably the first match I ever ever seen was Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle, which is a classic, like the best, <laughs> best star you can possibly have. And I really kind of that got me that that thought stayed in my head. And somehow, somewhere when I I was raised in Germany, I got the opportunity to get to know like a person from the independent scene in Germany who was later uh, starting a wrestling school in. in my city and from there i just started and somehow i never stopped doesn't matter if i had a job and i needed to uh, and i worked shows on the weekends and i just never had a day off i just never stopped and just one thing came after another and i knew well i just don't know if i can stop doing this and i didn't so that's the reason i'm here today and well, the world and fans around the world appreciate that and are thankful for that. And it, it's cool. Like it just, it, it makes me appreciate you even more. And you're kind of giving me like the mentality of being a sponge, you know, and just trying to soak everything in and putting it into your craft. And you're at a place 
Where if you're trying to do that for wrestling, it's there's no better place in the world. You're at NXT, and um, you know recently I talked to Grayson Waller, and he talked about some of the tidbits he picked up from Nigel McGuinness. Um, talking to him and you have so many coaches, of course, HBK, Triple H, hell, even Becky Lynch and some of the stars that have spent time around NXT. Is there one person um, that sticks out to you, like a piece of advice or something they told you um, that really sticks with you even today? It's funny that you t- that you call Nigel McGinnis. Nigel McGinnis, big shout out, big shout out to him. He is one of my ba- first big role models. I like, I got idols, but the, like, performance I really, really love. Where I really have, which is a lot of the things I do today, is, is based on uh, his accomplishments and his style. So wonderful, wonderful performer, like back in the days. Um, today, I just feel um, there's a bit of a lot of things. I mean, like just look at like the person running the place, like uh, Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels, was such a unique performer. He has been like everything he did was just entirely his own. And to accomplish that, because it's just so hard. It is so hard to be different than anybody else. Because just from a performance standpoint, it is. I think it is easier to be good in the ring, but it is very, very hard to be uncomparable in the ring. If that makes sense. No, it so, does. So, and this is something he, for example, accomplished. And this is something that I try to do all the time. It's not like, it's, it's, it's performance art if you do it right. So if you do everything in, in a certain different way and in a way only you can do them, in a, if you handle yourself in a way only you can do that, I think this is like the biggest thing you can possibly accomplish in this industry. Well, the thing I love about it, it's a craft where you're telling a story with your body. Um, And I'm curious because you've gone viral the past couple of weeks, not just because of your ring work, but that intensity. People are really worried about your veins popping out of the skull. Have you seen (laughs) some of these screenshots and things like have have you seen this? I, I, I did. I did. And I I was thinking how perfect a situation can possibly be like. How often this picture came up on my timeline and on my post was ridiculous. But uh, I don't know how I do this, and I, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this again, but like somehow, I don't know, I, sometimes I get very dehydrated before I go into the ring. Um, I don't know why, probably I just need to, need to drink more water during the day. But I uh, kind of like always in my thoughts, but I think this is a major re- uh, thing. Like my face is probably the thing that get, gets me... The furthest, <laughs> expressive voice. Hey, man, you said uncomparable, and, and that's where you are, and that's a good spot to be. Um, and then, first off, Sporting Tribute today, Ilya Dragunov joining us, the Mad Dragon. Again, check out No Mercy this Saturday night, September 30th. You can check it out on Peacock, and of course, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. on the USA Network, NXT on USA Network. This is the portion of the interview called Gunther. Um, I'm assuming you're on your media run, and I'm sure no one's asked you about your matches with him, so I'm glad to be the first. All right. Um, I do I do want to ask um, you going back into the locker room after those classic matches, which, by the way, again, you went viral this weekend. Don't know if you know. Website that collects all the ratings for the matches all time in WWE history. Two of those matches that you had with Gunther, both in the top 10 all time, which is crazy. But I want to know you going back to the locker room. Was it just immediately standing ovation? Um, if you could talk me through that. 
first of all, it's funny that you say I walked back to the locker room because I was barely walking after this. It's true. Like, <laughs> I remember, I, I, can't, I can't really remember the reactions uh, like uh, like backstage or something like this. I can only remember that I think in both, mo in both matches, most definitely, I had moments in the match and after the match where I thought for the very first times, how I, I don't know how I can keep going. Like this person, Gunter, is so, is so much pushing you to another level that you can't even describe it in words. And, um, I mean, as a person, like he is most definitely like the absolute final boss. If you just look at him, he has this aura and I'm the, I'm one of the dying breed. I'm, I'm a, I'm a very good underdog because it doesn't matter how much you stomp, slam, strike me, whatever. I'm, you're not going to keep me down. There's no way you, you, you can do this until I really collapse in the middle of this, of this ring and bring this both things together. Well, it's, it is, uh, the most exhausting, hard performance that you can possibly deliver because both parties, they just feel it. They just feel it. The person, taking down the underdog, like squeezing everything out of him, just like squeeze, like just those chops, how loud they were. And, for, and like, there are certain um, sequences that still going, are going viral on social media. As they That's should. Just some, just some chops that were so loud. They were so loud. And this feeling like getting this is like, it just takes the entire oxygen out of everybody. But this is like a, this is like a roller coaster ride. Like people just were feeling it from beginning until the end of those matches. And um, just to describe how much this taught me and made me the version I am today, I can't find words for this. So, and I think you answered my next question. I think you answered it in your response. Like what you learned about yourself as a performer during that match was a new level of what your limit is. Is that safe to say? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I and it, it gives me a lot of proof for what I have been doing already. But it taught me just so much more, like physicality, right? Physicality is something. There's a lot of ways to get over with the audience, and sometimes it's just like little things, just like things you never would think about. A certain persona, a certain way to talk. Like there's so many. Ways to get over in the industry. Like, just you gotta find it. That's physicality. That is something everybody feels. That is something everybody reacts to. Like, if you just hear those noises, if, if those shots land on you, nobody's gonna turn away and, and do something different. They gotta pay the whole attention to you. And this is like probably my recipe for every performance I have in. Like, you go in, go in, deliver everything you have, be as passionate as you can. And treat it like a real fight. And if you believe it, everybody in the audience will. And they have. They did that. And, they will, and they will continue to do so. I am curious, those matches being so great and, and so historic. Was there someone that reached out after the match that kind of surprised you? And like, I can't believe they just hit me up, sent me a message, gave me a call. Was there somebody? Oh, this is a very good question. I know some people did, but I don't remember a specific oh yeah yeah i remember 
it was uh, on social media. It's week from Kavanaugh's after the the second the second Gunter Mason takeover. Uh, and he, and sometimes he just exactly gets those reactions that you want to get out of performers. And I think he wrote, if there's one person who really deserved to hold the championship, that is, and that was my name, because. In a, especially in a championship fight, if you can, if you can, if you fight that hard, that people really think at the end you deserve something. Like this is a very hard word. Did you just need accomplish it? You deserved it. This is the best, the best uh, message you can get out of the fight. It's incredible. And before we get you out of here, we just have a few minutes. So I'm calling it quick hitters, just whatever comes to mind first. Uh, and we'll run through these to close this out. Um, Ilya, I want to know what your first job was. Uh, at a pizza place in the kitchen work. Is it annoying going through TSA with a title belt? <laughs> what, what was your question? Is it annoying having to go through TSA security for a flight with a title belt in your luggage and your carry on? Oh, no, it's, it's just funny. <laughs> Cooler moment for you, seeing yourself as an action figure, seeing yourself in a video game. Which one was cooler? Uh, I think as an action figure because my son wanted immediately one. <laughs> that was like a very cool reaction for him. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. Ilya, this has been enjoyable. Um, thank you, and we will catch you this Saturday night at No Mercy. Best of luck. Thank you very much, Adrian. I enjoyed it, too. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Yo, we're back. It is the Sporting Tribune today on your Friday. Adrian Hernandez holding it down. And, of course, big weekend in sports. The Sporting Tribune will have your coverage, whether it's USC versus Colorado, the NFL week for this season, and Las Vegas plays host to a big-time fight. Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo. Away from the strip, I am. Don't know why I just sounded like Yoda there for a second. But, yeah, I'm a few minutes away from the strip after the show. I am heading down to the MGM Grand, the home of this weekend's fight with Canelo Alvarez and Jamel Charlo. And the situation is this. We all know Canelo Alvarez. When it comes to Jamel Charlo, a man who's been fighting for years, a man who wanted to fight Canelo Alvarez years ago, didn't happen because of the pandemic. Timing and patience is everything. The opportunity is now Charlo going up two weight classes to go up against Canelo. Canelo wins. 
He's good. Still one of the all-time greats and biggest names in boxing in this day and age. If Charlo wins, he introduces himself to the general public. Let's head down to the MGM Grand Garden Arena. I got the chance to talk to CEO of Mayweather Promotions, a part of PBC as well, helping put together this Showtime pay-per-view, Leonard Ellerby. Let's get inside Canelo versus Charlo. This is the Sporting Tribune Today. Hey, welcome back to the Sporting Tribune today. Of course, my home base, the show takes place in Vegas this weekend, tomorrow night to be specific. Big time fight in the fight capital of the world, Canelo versus Charlo. And here to talk about that fight and everything in the world of boxing is the CEO of Mayweather Promotions, a man who I've been lucky enough to talk to and glad to reconnect with him. Leonard Ellerby joins us. Leonard, how you doing, brother? Thank you, Adrian. I'm doing great, man. Just glad to be here. We're like four days away, man. Yeah, the, the countdown is on. Uh, I'm very excited. This will be my second big time fight that I get to cover. And before we get into the fight, um, I do want to ask you some things outside of the ring and even outside of boxing. Um, and to do that, we'll start off with this. Uh, recently, UFC and WWE merged. They're in the same company with Endeavor. Uh, I never thought I'd see a day where Vince McMahon doesn't own the WWE. From your perspective, how, do you believe that this happened? And what's your reaction to it? Oh, well, I'm just I'm happy for those guys. I know Vince personally. Um, he gave us an opportunity when we went and um, did WrestleMania. And I was um, and for yeah, 15 years ago, I think it was 2008, 2008. Yeah, I want to say February or March. Yeah, all through that one, I think it's yeah, right. yeah. Thomas yeah, we, did, we did a whole tour. He he gave uh, he gave Floyd his, his uh, private jet and we went to like three or four stops. To promote the um, the um, his boys fight with the big show, so it was an incredible experience. And, and Vince is one of the nicest guys that I've ever met in business. No, that's incredible. And then this next question, I'm excited because you know I follow you on Twitter. I know what you talk about outside of the ring, especially when it comes to football. And, you know, you and Floyd, you guys are disruptors when it comes to business, especially in boxing. And when you look at the landscape of sports right now, there's no bigger disruptor than what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado. So to you, what do you make about everything that he's been able to do in such a short time? Like, I know they lost last week, but this is just the beginning. What do you make of everything? Man, I'm so I'm so happy for for uh, Prime. Um, I'm a big fan. Um, I just this is bigger than football. He's impacting the entire culture. It's, it's like so many young men that are out there, you know, who play the game that he's had the, he's had the impact from the standpoint of just giving them motivation of just about life. You know, um, anytime you can lead a group of people um, going in a direction and, and they're willing to follow you, you know, that's just incredible. It's incredible. And, and the impact that he's had, you know, with affecting these young men's lives, not just not just in football, just their lives. You know, um, it's just incredible. Um, he's in all of this. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in, in faith. So, you know, that's that's his purpose. That's his purpose. You you can see it. It's that you know you see older people. It's just like oh wow, he's just so motivational, and he inspires an entire culture. And a lot of people don't like that. They don't they don't like that because you know he he talks trash. But that's just who he is. He's been doing that. He's been doing that. 
And to be yeah. honest, when you when you've done what you you know, what I mean, if you put the work he, in, he's in a position to be able to talk that talk. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was the best at what he did. He's the best at what he did, and he played uh, an entire different sport as well. He was that guy. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. <laughs> History will tell you that how many people have ever done that. Yeah, it's uh, it's few and far in between. Um, and and let, let's hop into the ring right now because you got a picture of some gentlemen right behind you that are going to be fighting Showtime pay-per-view. Be sure to order that fight immediately this Saturday night. Um, and we'll go with, with, with the main talking point um, that I see a lot of people talking about, which is Jamel moving up in weight classes. Um, to you, do you see that as a disadvantage? Because um, this, you know, to be fair, this isn't something we've seen very often. Well, actually, in this particular case, because he has the frame um, and the skill set, the knowledge, he has an excellent coach. I, I personally think this is an advantage. They look at it as a disadvantage. Being able to be, to walk around that you're, you know, a weight that you're very comfortable with, he's going to be super strong. He's, he's going to be super strong. Now, will that negate Canelo's experience, his power, his skill set? We got to see Saturday night. No, 100%. And also, I, I think something that's working to Jamel's advantage is there's been a lot of discussion about Canelo facing Crawford. And to me, that's a big distraction because that's, you're talking about step three and, and step one is Saturday night. You're <laughs> on, on what's coming up. To you, do you see it the same way? Because there's a lot of conversation, a lot of people ask. Yeah, I, I don't think that Canelo's at the level where I think that a lot of that is just kind of noise. You know, he he has, he's been, this thing his first rodeo. He's been in these big, big fights before. So, you know, he's kind of mastered, you know, how his approach. And this is a business. And also, you know, he's very good at what he does. So I'm sure he's able to tune out the noise um, and just be able to stay locked in on what he's got. Because, he, hey, this, this will be no cakewalk for him, in my no. opinion. No, 100%. Like you said, this is a huge it's fight. It's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a tough fight. For you, in your opinion, a win for Jamel if, if he pulls this off and he beats Canelo, where do you think that places him? Wow, man. He is... Oof. I would actually have to think about that. But he has a tremendous opportunity to, to you know, to make history. And this is this has kind of been, as I say, 10 years in the... I ain't going to call it the making... But it's been like 10 years he's been waiting. You know, he's been wanting to get this opportunity to fight um, Canelo. They were supposed to mix it up, you know, I think it was almost 10 years ago. And, and the fight never came off. You know, so uh, I think that he's looking at this thing, you know, as, as a blessing. And he's ready to make the most of that opportunity. Lennon Dell will be joining us here on the Sporting Tribune today, this weekend, September 30th, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada, the fight capital of the world, Canelo versus Charlo. Be sure to order that Showtime pay-per-view presented by Premier Boxing Champions. And I have to ask you, speaking of Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, we haven't had a fight there. How bad do you want to put a fight there? What's Man, that, that would be amazing. I was just there Sunday, Sunday night. My first time. First time I was able to. Uh, 
You were confused and thought you were in Pittsburgh, but still, yes. <laughs> Man, listen. Again, that was my first time at Allegiant, but I was like just blown away with the amount of still of fans that was in the in the, in the stadium. Yeah, it's uh, it's, I was blown away, and I was just like, wow, 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 wow. But it was an incredible venue. I was blessed to get an invitation um, to to uh, um, to to witness it. And I'm just very grateful. And that's the dream for everyone living here to have a fight in there. It would be absolutely spectacular. Man, that would be amazing. But again, you have to, you know, in boxing, you know, you have to have a dance partner. Yes. You know, that, that kind of, that's for a venue like that, that's a super fight. Yes. It's a super, super fight. Once in a lifetime type situation. Right. right. Um, and before we get out of here, I want to hit you with two quick ones, real quick. Uh, first one, if you have one thing in your house, in your property, it could be the garage, the backyard, in your house, you have to show someone one thing to impress them. What are you going with, Leonard? Hmm. I'm making you think. <laughs> are your kids? What are you going to go with? You're going to show them your kids? Yeah, there you go. That's the best answer. Last one. Um, what? What's your first... Vegas fight night memory, your first one because you've been in plenty. Very first boxing memory, yes, sir. In Vegas, like a Vegas fight night. Vegas fight night, it don't have to be a mega fight, right? No, just no, whatever's your first. Um, um, going to watch Roger Mayweather fight, we were at the Oh, what, what, what venue was it? Ah, it's going to come to me. It's an older place. But do you remember who he fought? I'll Google it. Hold yeah, on. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember. And um, it was just so funny. <laughs> because uh, may he rest in peace. That's my guy. It was like um, he was fighting. And he had, you know, a couple different girls. And they were seated. Like on one side, one on this side, one on this side, and then at the end of the night, somehow they ended all ended up in the back. Of course, and that was just hilarious. I was just like, "Where does this happen?" At like, you know, you got four girls, four different girls, you know, and all of them your main girl to fight, and they all end up in the back. That was it. That was that was kind of like my first. Yeah, and that was ooh, that probably was. That was definitely well over thirty some years ago. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It was crazy. Hey man, and, and look look at how it ended up now. That's a great question too. Hey, I love this question. Listen, thank you very Nobody much. Asked me. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Well, good. Steve, you heard that? You know what I'm saying? Send me some more people now. No, I'm just kidding. Look, uh, we will see you uh during the week, of course, media week going on, and then we'll definitely see you Saturday night. Showtime pay-per-view. Get it. Canelo versus Charlo. Leonard, it's been a minute since we've talked. I'll make sure the next time won't be as long. Thank you so much. Nice. I'm good, boss, man. 
Hey, it's the Sporting Tribune today on your Friday. Gear it up for fight night tomorrow night. Showtime pay-per-view. Jermel Charlo versus Canelo Alvarez. Leonard Ellerby just joined us. Be sure, if you don't already, subscribe. You can watch us visually. YouTube.com slash at Sporting Trib. We will have content all throughout the weekend, specifically with this Alvarez-Charlo fight. Interviews, pregame, post-game, I should say post-fight and pre-fight coverage, plus our astute riders from Alan Dawson and Steve Karp already have articles up on the site at thesportingtribune.com. More of that content on the way when it comes to that fight, plus a whole bunch more. USC versus Colorado, big-time game. The Rams playing this weekend, and the Chargers versus the Raiders. Two teams with disappointing seasons, despite the Chargers pulling out a win against Minnesota, even though some would say, some would say, some being me, that they tried to give the game away. And Brandon Staley is walking on eggshells. But so is Josh McDaniels. We checked in with Fernando Ramirez, our Sporting Tribune and Chargers beat writer that covers the team and does a lot of great work. We will give you a snippet of that conversation. We should have did a five-hour show today. That's how much we jam-packed. That's a good problem to have. This... You brought up the Mike Williams injury because obviously that, that's a huge blow out for the season. And you brought up the production of Keenan Allen last week. Um, my question to you, and you, you, you kind of answered it, but now that full attention is going to be on Keenan Allen, do you think that a similar production of what he just had against Minnesota, like can we expect more of that throughout the season? It just depends on who they're going to be playing, but I think you can. I mean, especially you have the the Raiders coming up. The Raiders can't. They haven't had Justin. This is the incredible part about this whole game this weekend. Justin Herbert hasn't turned the ball over at once. The Raiders haven't caused a turnover. Their defense hasn't caused a turnover once this season either. Uh, so maybe Keenan Allen could uh, could take advantage of the Raiders' defense as well. They play the Cowboys in a couple of weeks. If Trayvon Diggs was playing, I'd say probably not. But without Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I'm sure Keenan Allen can get his there. Uh, the Chiefs game is going to be the the one that might be the hardest one, just because man, Kansas City's defense, the way they've stepped up this year, and and Steve Spagnolo has been called like Chiefs. The Chiefs fans have called for his job numerous times, and look at him; he's still there. He's still producing at a high level. So uh, I'm really impressed with Steve Spagnolo's defense. They're young, they're aggressive, they're flying all over. That might be a tough one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Keenan can still do it, but it's it's going to depend on. Josh Palmer and uh, and Quentin Johnson and and Simi Fehoko. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play, but he's a big bodied guy. He's about six three, six four. Um, I don't know how much they're going to use him, but I, I I feel like they should. I mean, at least give him a shot. You sign him to the fifty three man roster. I think he is going to get a chance to maybe do something. So, um, but yeah, it's all going to the the production around him. Gerald Everett has to pick it up. Donald Parham caught two touchdowns over the weekend. He has to pick it up. Austin Eckler, I don't think I'd be surprised if Austin played this weekend just because the bye week is coming up. Let him give give him another two weeks to rest and come back for that uh, Cowboys game. But when he comes back, they have to run the football more efficiently. So if everybody else picks up their game, then Keenan Allen should have more production like that. But it's just going to be tough because now everybody's going to be zeroing in on Keenan and knowing how dangerous he is and, and uh, 215 yards for the kind of player that Keenan is like, he's not a down the field uh, blazing speed. Like he's more of 
uh, tire you out the whole game and then expose you uh, once uh, the going gets going. And uh, that, I thought it was really impressive. 18 catches, 215. I mean, that's that's freaking ridiculous. I mean, that's what Tyreek Hill had on the Chargers two weeks ago. Yeah, no, it, it certainly is. And before we get you out of here with your prediction, um, I do want to ask. It's funny because Raiders are dealing with some crazy off-the-field issues with some of their players with Chandler Jones. And then on your side, before the news that broke this week, I, the question on my notes right here is, what the hell's going on with J.C. Jackson? And now there's a warrant out for his arrest. Like, what is going on? Why hasn't he played? What, like, please explain. So the the uh, uh, the warrant, everybody thought it was for something more serious. It's for a speeding ticket that he got back in yes. 2021. We've all. So, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, it's just for a speeding ticket, from what I I read. So I mean, but the the reason why he's not playing is I feel like they think he hasn't integrated himself yet into this defense. And I know Brandon Saley thought that what they did last week hurt them against the Titans, the rotation of corners. I think they felt like that hurt them, and they were rewarded this week Asante Samuel Jr. had a really good game he had a very strong game he he was knocking balls down he was really aggressive he almost had two interceptions so they know I I think they know kind of what they have in Asante his only problem is he needs to be more aggressive when it comes to helping in the run game like tackling and and all that other stuff he needs to be better at that but I mean that's something that you're gonna have to take with him especially with him being only 5'9 uh 5'10 his dad was the same way his dad tackled at times but his dad was exactly the same way you had him out there why because you knew that he was going to make a play so i feel like uh he's close into making a play but uh going back to uh michael davis that was the one that had a kind of a rough game he's the one that uh justin jefferson kind of took advantage of but uh but they want to they don't want a rotation they want two starters and a slot corner and they feel like these three guys are the best jazier taylor in the slot Asante outside and Michael Davis outside. Uh, J.C. Jackson, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I saw a funny post the other day that said, watch the Chargers cut him after this season. Bill Belichick pays him a million dollars and turns him back into an all-pro next season. But I wouldn't doubt it with the way Bill Belichick operates. But that's why I'm very hesitant when it comes to secondary players out of the Bill Belichick tree. They fit his system. They fit what he's doing. But then when it comes to them hitting free agency, they're never as good as what they were in New England. So, um, but yeah, it's just, he hasn't fit that. I don't know how much of that knee injury is still bothering him, but it's just not a good look when you see your $82 million corner on the sideline, just standing there while everybody else is on the team. And, and Derwin James and everybody's been very patient with him, but it just doesn't look like it's going to, uh, it's, it hasn't materialized up until this point. So who knows what, uh, what happens next, but as of right now, he's going to have to fight to try and uh, suit up on Sundays, which is crazy to think about. As always, great stuff from Fernando Ramirez, our very own Chargers beat writer for the Sporting Tribune as he gets us ready for the Raiders and Chargers. We had a full 20-minute conversation with him. I know we can only play the snippet, but don't worry. You can listen to it and watch it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Sporting Trib, plus wherever you get your podcast, the full conversation with him, Elijah Dragunov as No Mercy kicks off on Saturday night, Leonard Ellerby's interview in full, all 
on our YouTube and throughout our social media. Gear up. USC versus Colorado. Week 4 of the NFL. Canelo versus Charlo. The start of the NHL season. The end of the baseball season as the Dodgers make a playoff push. We're busy around here. It's the Sporting Tribune. Adrian Hernandez. Hit me up on Twitter. Adrian Radio 93 and check the sportingtribune.com. Same place, same time. Let's do it again next week, y'all. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.